Hello, hello, and welcome to Today in Grief podcast with Karen Monique. I, of course, am your host, Karen Monique, and I am super excited to have you here today. We are going to jump into today's episode, so go ahead, sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Hey everybody, so what a year, what a year. I know that I took a break a little bit the last couple of weeks and I got so much to share with you all. But first, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I started this podcast in June, really um, after some prayers and really just some confirmation from God that this was needed that many of us who are in this space of grieving, we don't really have a lot of folks to talk to or folks aren't always as interested as we are, right? In navigating or talking through our grief. Um, I have heard from so, so many people just how these episodes have just gotten you through your day, your, your week, or even a moment of grief. And for that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you all shared this podcast, that you listened. I just actually looked at my Spotify wrapped for 2023. And y'all, y'all really showed out for me. Uh, More than 50 listeners ranked my podcast in their top 10. More than 52 listeners ranked my podcast in their top five podcasts. And I am just super grateful. You all share my podcast across every single platform, including through text messages to other folks who may have needed either some encouragement, someone who may be dealing with struggling with or experiencing grief, or some of y'all may have just supported because you love the mission of this work. Whatever your purpose was, I am grateful. So, so grateful. So with that, I wanted to kind of talk about what's been going on with me a little bit of the plan for 2024, and then let's also just talk a little bit about this holiday season. So today's episode is not going to be a super fancy one. I don't have a guest. You just get little old me, but um, I am going to start kind of from the beginning. So lately, I have been kind of in the prime of my life almost is what it feels like. Things have been going really, really well. Um, Visions and things that I have been praying about talking to God about have been confirmed, right? Things have just really began to happen for me. But through all of this, grief has still remained at the forefront of my life. So a little over a year ago, I went to the doctor because I had been getting encouraged by some folks to go to the doctor after my mom died. They just said, go to the doctor. It doesn't matter if you're not feeling good. Grief shows up in a lot of ways. You should just go get a physical. And do it, you know, your regular physical that you do every year, push it up a little bit. Don't wait, you know, for another six, seven months. You need to go, you know, pretty shortly after experiencing grief. So I put it off for almost a year after my mom died. And then I finally went and just got checked out. I said, let me just go get a physical. Let me just go see what's going on. Because honestly, I wasn't feeling well. I thought it was just grief. But come to find out, you all, I had gained a substantial amount of weight in a short period of time. I had gained about 50 pounds in a little under eight months. And that's not very normal for me. Um, Just, I didn't even really notice it, but I had swollen up. 
And with that, because of some of my family history, also just the way that I eat and was living my life um, at the time, I was basically diagnosed to be pre some of everything. My doctor was like, you know, your numbers are really close. You're looking at being pre-diabetic. Uh, you're looking at your cholesterol climbing. Like they were throwing out all of these things that I was headed toward because of how quickly I was gaining weight. Because believe it or not, y'all, 50 pounds is a lot of weight. Um, and I'm not trying to fat shame or body shame or weight shame anyone in this. But I do want to share for those who are experiencing, you know, maybe some quick weight gain and it's in massive numbers of pounds. Um, on average, my doctor shared with me on average, gaining about 10 pounds in a year is something that would even still cause a little caution because it means that you're not maintaining or something is changing in your body, but you shouldn't be gaining 50 pounds in eight months. And you know, they were they were really a little concerned about that. So I took it to heart. They told me, they put me on a plan, um, a dietary plan, which really my dietary plan essentially was intermittent fasting. They didn't really cut a lot of foods out of my diet other than sugars, but they encouraged me to intermittent fast. They said, you know, you do live kind of an active life. At that time, I was working out at least twice a week quote unquote. So that was my average, but I was doing fun workouts. I wasn't really doing any lifting, um, any hardcore cardio. I was just kind of trying to get my headspace together. So I would go about twice a week, but after I worked out, you know, I was eating French fries. I was, you know, picking up fast food because I wasn't cooking because I was experiencing grief, right? I was a little depressed. I had all of these emotions. So, um, it was really impacting me eating a lot of greasy foods. I started to develop um, it looked like warts on my stomach almost. Like my skin was changing. My like everything about me was starting to look and feel different. I was extremely tired all the time. So with the intermittent fasting, I did intermittent fasting for six months straight, and I did what they called a sixteen eight. So I fasted for sixteen hours, and I, no, I'm sorry, yeah, sixteen eight. I fasted for sixteen hours, and then I had an eight hour window to eat. I believe that's what it was. So between 8 p.m. and noon the next day, I had no food at all. And then between noon and 8 p.m., I could eat, but I couldn't eat anything bigger than my hand. So I had to portion control. Um, I have a pretty average size hand, I would say, but that allowed me to shrink my stomach and also get my brain to realize, you know, your the amount of food you, you need to take in is not equivalent to the size of your plate. So I started eating on smaller plates, all of that. Long story short, um, fast forward a little over a year now, and I've lost 100 pounds almost. I am down into the 150s when I was at 247 when I started this journey. And I consistently you know, do some of the same things. I'm also a certified fitness trainer now. I started to take my workouts up a notch, and I was working out four to five times a week with the intermittent fasting. And y'all, I'm going to be honest, I was exhausted because I wasn't taking in as many calories, especially as many carbs, which for me, carbs were something that kind of felt refueling um, for me because they keep you so full um, because a lot of carbs turn into sugar. So I had to cut some of that a little bit, but I was really tired. So what was happening too was I was also going to bed at night. So I was getting more rest. Also, if I'm hungry at 10 p.m., I couldn't eat. So what do we do when we can't eat? We go to sleep, right? So I say all this to say for six months straight, 
I really just kind of went hard trying to adjust and change my life. Now we are a little over a year um, past when I first got that initial diagnosis from my doctor. I'm down 100 pounds and everything is gone, right? No pre anything. All of my numbers are good. But y'all, last week I ended up in the hospital and I was in the hospital because they thought I had a stroke. My tongue was numb and my speech was slurred and stuttery. Even though my brain was functioning, I knew everything that I was thinking. I knew everything that I was saying. It just was not coming out the way that I thought it was. So my friends encouraged me to go to the hospital. So my husband and one of my close sisters and her husband, they came to the hospital with me. And y'all, the doctors moved fast because they thought I was having a stroke. They put me on a double IV. They gave me a blood thinner. I got a um, EKG, a MRI, and a CT scan within like the first six hours of being there. They kept me there overnight because I was on that blood thinner. And my speech came back. My tongue was completely healed. Like everything went back to normal. It was very scary. I still don't have a diagnosis as to what that was. At first, we were thinking maybe Bell's palsy. Uh, there was some conversation around it could be because of stress. Um, it could be because of medications. All kinds of things could have just triggered that kind of episode, or it could have been a one-off thing, maybe even a, a short-term allergy um, to something. So I do have a follow-up with my doctor, January 5th, my primary doctor. So I've been feeling well and feeling great since then. But y'all, let me tell you how I got angry. I got so angry because I said, God, I did all the work you told me to do. I got the weight off. I've been living a healthier life. I've been more consistent in really just being conscious of what I'm putting into my body, how I'm fueling my body, how I'm using my body. I have been very conscious. Part of that too, I watched my mother's body fail her. I watched all the years of just her not knowing how to take care of herself in the best way, you know, in terms of like what she was eating, um, her weight had climbed, all these things. And my mom was a phenomenal woman. I don't say any of this to diminish or degrade the life that she had because she was amazing. But at the latter part of her life, in my mom was only 62 when she died. But going into her 50s, my mom gained a substantial amount of weight. My mom ended up on all of these medications. She had arthritis. She, you know, she was headed toward diabetes, that she was on blood thinners, like every little thing that you could think of. Her cholesterol had to be controlled. Um, she would get blood clots in her legs. All of these things were beginning to happen to her, partly because of her weight and just this idea that. You know, she wasn't really eating and nourishing her body in the proper ways. And me being in my 30s, being much younger, already being told some of those things, I was not going to watch or allow others to watch me do the same thing that I had to do watching my mom fight for her life at the end when it was maybe too late, I would say. So with that, I got angry. I said, God, I'm doing the work. I did the work. I did the work. And I still ended up in this hospital and I don't have a diagnosis. And it's so important to have friends, in my opinion, who are, first of all, good people and good friends, but also friends who are a little bit younger, I think, in their spirituality. So I have a friend who's, she didn't grow up in church or anything. She got saved in her adult life. Um, so I would say, you know, she's maybe had a really, you know, strong relationship um, with God just within the last decade or less. And she said something to me that in my quote unquote mature spirituality, right? The fact that I've been 
saved for so long and all of this, I forgot, I would say, or I was not trying to lean into. And she said to me, she said, God always knows what's going to happen. And she said, this was going to happen whether you were 250 pounds and you didn't have a lot of control over your life or your health, or it was going to happen at 150 pounds when it did. And you were able to walk out of that hospital alive and living well. Y'all, I almost got up and ran. Like, that was such a revelation for me because I was telling her I was so angry. I said, God, how dare you tell me to do this work? First of all, you walked with me. He allowed me to do the work because as hard as it was, I look back and I was like, I did not struggle through doing this. I really, and losing weight is a struggle for a lot of people. And I had hard moments. I had rough days, but I did not struggle through it when I think about the amount of weight I lost, when I think about the amount of reversal of things, the, the ways in which I hung out with God, you know, over the last year and some change to make this happen. And I said, God, you were with me that whole time. And you didn't say one time it's about to go downhill. And she said that to me and it woke up everything in me about, first of all, why God is who he is, why God's timing is not our timing, and how God knew a year and some change ago that I would have been in that hospital at this time. The only thing was he gave me grace and he gave me the opportunity to do it in a way that allowed me to walk away, that allowed me for it to be more of, it was still very scary, don't get me wrong, but for it to be more of a, huh, okay, you you still have work to do you can handle this opposed to it being a defeating and detrimental thing so i want you all to know that i am better i am feeling well and i am believing god to god that i am healed whatever that was it was a one-off episode and i'm still listening to the voice of god you know for him to really clarify what that was or what that really meant for my life but i'm continuing in my journey i've gotten back to working out i did have to take about seven days off but I worked out again for the first time yesterday. I taught my class. It was amazing. We had a really good time and I had a new person come try it out. So I'm really feeling grateful and blessed um, about that. So next, I wanted to talk about also just kind of where I've been and what's been new as to why I haven't posted an episode in a couple of weeks. So one, the holiday season, y'all, it get a little rough with the grief. I ain't gonna hold you up. Missing my mom. The questions I have just about, you know, being an adult and growing and living, um, I'm just processing all of that. The responsibility um, around celebrating and also what I would call almost like obligations um, in a sense of like, you know, the expectation that you're going to be around your family, this expectation that the holidays are meant for resting, rejuvenation, joy, fun, all these things that sometimes I'm just not feeling because... Sometimes I'm sad and I have to remember that it's okay. My mom has been gone two years, but two years is not a long time when you've known someone your entire life and they, they're gone now. So I really have been thinking about what that means and what that looks like for me. So I took a little break from podcasting just because putting out these episodes can also be hard, but then also I started another business. And if you have been with me for a little while, you know, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I'm about two and a half years into this journey. So I started off having a shoe store 
and I used to have a makeup line. And now I own a rental hall with my husband. I also have a coaching and consulting firm for small businesses and small business incubator programs in my area. So I can do a lot of contract work with organizations and with clients. And then most recently, I started a de decorating and interior design business because I have been so good at that. I've gotten really, really good at that. And also, that's the creativity that I feel my mom really left behind for me. That's the thing that keeps me close to my mom as I think about my grief, when I'm trying to process grief. Some of the things that bring me out of my heavy grief moments are cleaning, rearranging, um, decorating, those kinds of things. And people have been asking me to do it for them. So I was doing it and then I realized, you know what, you know, people are paying me for this. I should probably make this a legit business. And I did. And I, uh, about two weeks ago, did my first large scale event out for 150 people. I was hired by a corporation to do their holiday party and it turned out absolutely amazing. So I've also done some baby showers, some birthday parties, uh, some anniversary events. And then I have quite a few things slated for uh, January, February, and then I have another event December 30th of this year. So I have been taking a pause as well to get that business up and running and built. And y'all, I have started to buy some things. I have some inventory. It's really exciting. And it's just been amazing. And I'll make sure to put in the show notes. I have a website for it. So it's caremoniquedesigns.com. If you want to check out any of my work, so that's care, C-A-R-E, Monique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E, designs, D-E-S-I-G-N-S.com, caremoniquedesigns.com. So that's really where I've been. I've been just really trying to pull my life together, uh, take this entrepreneur journey to the next level, and really just yield and listen to the voice of God, because I feel like God is always talking to me, but sometimes I have my own plan, right? So I've been sitting still in doing what he says, and it's been working for me. At least I feel like it has. So with that, I wanted to take a couple of minutes to use this time slash this episode to just talk through this holiday season a little bit with you all, what it's looking like for me and really offer, I don't necessarily want to call it advice because what works for me might not work for you, but really just offer some ideas and some thoughts of how I'm navigating and and handling the holiday season and possibly, you know, maybe this could open up some ideas or opportunities for you should you choose to, or if you just want to stick around and listen to my journey, that's fine as well. So with that, um, the holiday season for me kind of starts around Halloween. I don't necessarily celebrate Halloween, but I do very much enjoy the fact that people get into a kind of a joyous spirit around that time. People get excited to do things. Um, you start to really see a lot of folks wind down their year. People aren't really throwing a lot of pressure um, to the wind around that time and all of that. And it's really the first part of when folks start to have their fall breaks, things like that. Um, kids aren't really feeling that pressure of being the newbie anymore at whatever organization or school they're at. So just, I feel like that, that October area is really good. And then for me, that's when fashion starts to turn into fall. So I love that part. So anyway, Around Halloween, though, is also when, as much as I think about all those things that make me happy, all those things that really bring start kick off that holiday season, that's also when grief starts to hit me again really hard because my mom, her creativity, she celebrated the holidays. My mom decorated for the holidays. So all of those things kind of come to mind and come to heart. 
uh, for Halloween in particular, my mom would go to my aunt's house because my mom lived in an apartment in her older years. Um, she would go to my aunt's house and she would make sure that she bought, we're from Detroit. So, excuse me. We're from Detroit. So she would buy a box of Better Made chips. She would also have a big bag of candy and she would make sure all the kids got uh, chips and as much candy as they wanted. We were not the family that, you know, take one. You know, my mom was like, if they can only have one piece of candy, don't turn your porch light on. Kids are supposed to be able to grab a handful. So with that, for Halloween, I didn't do much. We did pass out some candy. There weren't a lot of kids on our street um, for some reason, but we did pass out some candy and we laid low. So then, you know, it's time to really start getting into the Thanksgiving mode. And Thanksgiving, I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving food. I know y'all going to probably eat me up in the comments, but I'm just, just not into it that much. But my husband really likes Thanksgiving and he really likes Thanksgiving food. So what we did was we kicked back this year, just me, him, and the dog. We cooked at home. and We did take some food to one of my friends. Um, her and her family were down. They were sick with COVID. So we took some food over, did a porch drop off for them. So, you know, that I felt really blessed in being able to not have the pressure of having to go around family and experience Thanksgiving when I wasn't really in the mood, but still, you know, having the support of my husband and really being able to spend time with my husband. We watched some movies, we cooked some food, played some music and just kind of hung around here. Um, So that actually felt really good. And then what I did was because I love creating and really it makes me think about my mom, I changed out my color scheme for this year right after Thanksgiving, like the next day or two days after Thanksgiving, y'all, I went into Christmas mode. And this is different for me this year. Last year, I didn't go into Christmas mode until two days before Christmas. And when I say going to Christmas mode, I felt guilty that I had not put up a tree, that I had not done anything because even though my mom is gone, you know, there are other people who are still here who I could celebrate with. And I just, I, I did, I had some guilt and I encourage you all, if you feel guilt or anything other than joy this season, don't beat yourself up about it because I beat myself up last year, forced myself to put up a tree, all of that good stuff. But with that, y'all, that was the start of this interior design and redoing of my home last year because my husband left last year and he did the holidays with his family. I told him, nope, leave me home. I don't want to do the holidays. Y'all, that's when I started painting, cleaning, all that. We got a whole new house within about three months, um, starting with Christmas last year, and that included the tree. So this year, I kicked into Christmas mode right after Thanksgiving. So I went shopping and I got new ornaments. So I have this beautiful black, dark gray and silver and white tree. And I did the ornament bundle um, cluster method this year. So I really love that. Um, and it's, I mean, it turned out absolutely gorgeous. And we have a black and white living room set up right now. So doing that has really helped me this year. I started, you know, just thanking God that I was in a better space this year. I thought about my mom as I was decorating and really pulled on her creativity. And one of the things that I didn't have on my tree last year that I put this year, and I really believe it was like my mom telling me to do this. I have these shimmer sticks and these uh, vibrant florals. And when I tell y'all that was what was missing, cause I was just like, something is missing. I was like, these ornament clusters are cute and all. I have some ribbon on here. I said, but something's missing. So I put these like swiggle, 
shimmer sticks and these flowers on my tree. And I am obsessed, okay? Completely obsessed with it. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I definitely feel like this year I'm ready to celebrate Christmas. Um, I do miss my mom. And I'm not going to say that, you know, it might not be hard. I might not think about her. I might not cry at some point. But putting up the tree, really adding things that she would have added or things that I felt like she would have added really helped me process this year of like, it's okay to keep going and to, to go forward. Because I also felt a lot of gift with moving on or continuing to live. And my mom wasn't here. And the holidays was part of that because that was really the time that I would go home and spend quite a bit of time with her. She would always have us, you know, we still got gifts because I don't have kids so, or my brother. So we would still get gifts when we would go home for Christmas and all that. Like Christmas was still a big deal for her. And this year I'm going to lay low again, but with decorations, um, I'm possibly going to actually go. One of my aunts on my dad's side, well, she's my only aunt actually, and she's the only one left. I'm considering going to visit my aunt for Christmas. She's going to do a dinner because she's the last one left. And I definitely, you know, want to spend that time with her and really love on her. Um, so what I want to encourage slash share with you all about the holiday season is Take the small steps that you can. Don't feel like you have to do everything, but whatever small steps you can take that allow you to be festive or allow you to feel like the holiday isn't daunting or, you know, you don't have to feel guilty about celebrating um, just because your loved one is not here. Take whatever those small steps are. So for some of you that might not be putting up a whole Christmas tree, but that might be, you know, wrapping a present. That might be buying yourself something. That might be volunteering some time. Um, and that's something that I'm going to do at the top of the year. I'm volunteering some time for an organization. Um, I'm not going to out who the organization is right now, but I'm volunteering some time to go in and speak to their youth about entrepreneurship and, you know, what it looks like to prepare to be an entrepreneur younger in life, you know, if you're not necessarily going to go a traditional um, track of maybe going to college um, or going straight into the workforce, or if you're going to do both, you know, kind of go to college or go into the workforce while starting a business. So really just kind of some of those um, alternative pieces that people don't often talk about. So I'm really excited, grateful, and blessed to be able to spend some time giving back at the top of the year. So I'm doing that the second week of January, which is really exciting. And that's going to be a part of just like my holiday spirit, my new year spirit of really trying to honor and remember my mom in the ways that she lived. Because my mom was a teacher, for those that don't know. So youth and young folks were her passion. And um, they're starting to become a little bit of like, you know, my passion in a sense, at least, you know, making sure that they understand and have access to opportunities, those kinds of things. I'm not necessarily trying to be a teacher or anything like that, but really staying close to my mom in that way. Also, that creativity that I mentioned, um, other things that I'm doing um, are making sure that in all of the jobs that I take on in interior design or in decor, uh, I have been gifting clients additional things that really just are personalized to highlight these special moments. And the reason I've been doing that is because um, all the special moments that I had with my mom, I'll never forget them, but they're done. 
that's it. And so I want to really make events and spaces memorable for people and really just highlighting the fact that time is fleeting. And that's not the language that I use with folks, right? Or anything like that. But um, everything that I've done with my clients with, you know, giving them a, an additional backdrop or upgrading their centerpieces or customizing something that wasn't originally custom so that they could take it home after the event. That kind of thing has really also just brought me a ton of joy in this season. Um, and also it makes people feel really special. It makes them feel valued. It um, also sometimes makes people forget about the money or the time that they have to spend planning or paying for you know, these opportunities and these memories to happen. And I found a lot of joy and peace in that this season as well. So if you do anything for other folks or anything in the creative space, I encourage you to maybe even just go above and beyond a little bit for folks. Uh, we never know when someone's last, last event is going to be or when someone's last memory, you know, this might be their last special moment, right? Um, so I just really have been thinking about that in this time. And just spending time trying to be grateful. Also, I haven't been feeling pressured to do too many things. So I have declined a couple of events in terms of like people wanting me to show up for things that one, I just don't have capacity to show up for um, in terms of energy um, because I don't want to go to anybody's celebration and not be there to celebrate them, right? Be there in pure joy. Um, with that, I still send gifts or whatever that might look like, but. I just don't ever want anyone to feel like I showed up and I didn't show up well for them. So I've been okay with declining a couple of events and really just taking my time with how I'm spending my time for the holiday season. So with that, um, that's really it, y'all. I don't have a ton more. Uh, I'm taking it easy this holiday season, doing the things that fuel and refuel me, and I'm feeling happy about it. And I'm going to continue to remember my mom, continue to love on the folks that are still here. And I am going to use this holiday season to soak up as much joy as I can. And in the moments that feel heavy, I'm going to live in those moments, move through those moments and know that I am loving on and praying for all of you who are also grieving. And I will be back with another episode top of this year. And as always, I would love to give a shout out to Beco Productions who created our intro music. The song is called Still I Rise, which we absolutely love. Shout out to Kawan Monique Photography, who is the visionary and the person behind all of the photography that you see in association to the podcast. Of course, this podcast is self-produced currently by myself. So give me grace in this. Um, I am really, really working on this. And if you are looking for a tool or a really awesome resource to put your grief down, for moments at a time, check out the Here's Why I Grieve journal, which I published last year, and that is linked within our show notes as well. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Today in Grief Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Today in Grief Pod. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at Today in Grief Podcast at gmail.com. All of these are also linked within our show notes. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating. Anything negative or challenging that you might have to say, go ahead and put that in the inbox. I can take it, I promise. Uh, but let's leave all 
all the positivity on the outside and let's go ahead and put all the criticisms directly to who you want to talk to, which would be me. And I promise to respond. As always, I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. I truly, truly uh, love you. I truly believe in you. I am excited for the healing that you are going to do and continue to come back here every Friday as we heal and hurt together on the Today in Grief podcast with Care Monique.